0: Welcome to Episode 5 of Hookers and Horses, Stories of a Prairie Family, with your hosts Tracy, that's me, my sister Dana, and my cousin Ellie. Our hope with each podcast is that y'all will find us as funny as we think we are, give us a chance because we get funnier by the moment, and that we might bring some joy, entertainment, and ridiculousness into your lives during this time of isolation. So without further ado, here we go with our Passover Holiday Special. Hi everyone. I just wanted to add a little um, side note to the stories that you're going to hear during this podcast. In one um, section I talk about a dog that chases me when I was very young and I believe I say that I hate dogs which has offended um, my sister and will possibly offend um, some of you. I just want to say that I don't hate dogs. I just don't want to have a dog in my house but I fully appreciate the fact that most other people do love dogs and of course love their own dogs so I don't mean to offend anybody. I just want everybody to know that I personally um, don't want to have or never have wanted or don't want um, my own dog um, as a pet.
1: Okay so today we're talking about Passover and we wanted to do a quick little intro to those of you who might not be familiar with what Passover is. And even for those who are familiar with Passover and celebrate it, we wanted to give you like um, a perspective from our family, which is likely very different than yours. Although there's probably a general consensus that every Passover dinner has some element of like, Oh my godness, So, Like as a, so basically what we do is we, you know, it, it's a story of the exodus from Egypt, blah, blah, blah. Like we don't, you know, if you want to really read about the story of Passover, Moses and the 10 plagues, you can like Google that and like learn about it. So we're not going to go down like the whole historic explanation in details. However, we basically as a family sit down to practice the rituals around said time in history. Right, so it's a very ritualistic type of experience. I think if you're not Jewish and you came to this, you'd be like, "Wow, this is super cool!" Like all the things. I think so. All the mm-hmm. rituals, all the like songs and the representation of food and what it means, and like that's probably fairly like interesting, I'd say. Right. So we get together, and long story short, also because typically this is celebrated or honored um, in a country that is not in Israel, like in our family, for example, we are because of the time change of the whole different part of the world. We have two dinners because we want to make sure that we're in sync with that time of the world. Is that fair to say? Does that, is that, clear? that is
0: correct? correct. hundred percent correct. Yes.
1: Two dinners. So that just like magnifies the like, Oh my goodness, because we do everything frigging twice. So in our family, you know, it was always very traditional like our grandparents we had a very traditional um experience our grandfather led the 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 ceremony if you will there's always like a leader of this dinner and our Tracy and well I was gonna say Tracy my it was Ellie's grandfather too just that she wasn't alive yet at this time but our grandfather led it and it was all like always very beautiful and and there's um you know the youngest person in the family does a little song at the beginning to ask the four questions and it's always very like nerve-wracking because the little kid like in our day like memorized it in hebrew and stood up on the chair and like sang the songs and like we didn't want to make any mistakes and it was always very scary
0: Mm -hmm. okay but just uh, that side too it's it's not just like, so it's the youngest person at the dinner table, which when you're four years old and five years old and six years old, it is a little bit scary. Although all of us in this particular um, conversation have all gone to Hebrew day school. And so we all knew it and you practiced it and you practiced it and you stood on your chair and my kids did the same thing. However, my child who is now just turned 15 is always the youngest right. one there still. Except so for my like, sister. It's, it's exciting. Well, sure. You know, and then it's not exciting anymore. He's like, all right, he's taller than me. You know, he's not standing on the chair anymore. He's like, all right, let's get this over with. Like, so at some point you pray for younger children because you're like, okay, it's enough. How long I got to do this for?
2: You're still standing on the chair, I think. And she's,
0: why don't I know how old she is? Is she
2: 27?
0: (laughs) She is 27. She'll be 28 in a few weeks, as a matter of fact. Yeah, see, I tell everyone she's 12. And then I have to do (laughs) the math real quick. Sorry, Shishi. Well, and and (laughs) then...
1: That's the cool thing is like some families, like the youngest one really takes on the role and like goes with it and like doesn't care. And they just, you know, it also depends on the personality of the kid. And like, when it was my turn, I used to like, honestly, almost like throw up. I was always so nervous, but anyway, but I, you know, whatever, like, so, so just to give people a perspective, like some of the traditions that happen at, and then there's then, so, and then we read from this book for hours and hours and hours on end. 45
2: minutes.
0: It seems like hours although just for the record of everybody who has the same Haggadahs, which are the books that we do which are the yellow and the red ones on the outside that basically everybody uses and dinner is served on page 22 because we know that <laughs> and and you start on page 5 from page 5 to page 22 takes between 45 minutes and an hour although when you're 5 it does seem as though it's 6 hours until dinner is served but really it's a quick 45 minutes and then like boom you're eating okay. page 22 well, I don't just remember
1: it going that like, even as an adult, I think it would still feel longer
2: than 45 minutes, but anyway, <laughs> but so, I mean, when I was younger. I would, we would be at, like my mom's side of the family and they'd all be like, Oh, it's time for another glass of wine. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why are we all such luscious now? I'm like, is it time for the wine? So I am beating my mom with the wine and also who's at your Seder? Like certain Seders I've been to where I'm like, let's keep it going. Like, let's keep refilling these glasses.
0: And my last yeah, and-, seder and it was not easy. Oh yeah, that's true. And uh, the other thing is too, is, you know, people with the glasses going back to the four glasses, which is, are required, you know, some people just have like mini little sort of like, I don't even know what you would call them. It's oh. almost like a shot glass, but like a, like a nice one. And that's how people drink their four glasses or no. you could just put them into regular sized wine glasses, which is what we prefer at this house. Yeah. If you're going to have it, let's do it properly. And let's have four actual glasses of wine and let's just move on through the whole thing. So, you know, I guess it sort of just depends. And I mean, I, sorry for those who I will offend when I say this, but like a couple of years ago, I stopped with the kosher for Pesa wine because I'm like, okay, this wine is actually vile, can't drink it. And if I'm required to drink four glasses, let's be reasonable, at least I should have the wine that I want to drink. So we've, we've cut that part out. We just go straight for the good mm-hmm. stuff and let's get it going. So we do um, we do that also. And um, also one of the things with so the beginning of the of the Seder, of the meal, right at the beginning, one of the pieces of matzah has to get broken in half and the other half gets hidden. Yeah. Um, And um, the, again, like the head of the household, the head of the meal, whatever, goes to hide it. And by hiding it, I'm using that in quotation marks, because our Zeta, our grandfather, used to hide it every single year, just under the tablecloth, right where he was sitting. So he tried to take our attention away from him from like the 30 seconds. And of course, we always had to try to pretend as we got older that we didn't know where it was. And then inevitably, during dinner, for something, you know, you would hear like a, <laughs> and you're like, and somebody's elbow just went down on the piece of matzah, and now it's broken, and now it's in a bunch of pieces. But, but over the years, we've had different is- uh, situations on people trying to find said um, matzah. Ellie,
2: yeah. So my, so when my dad took over the seder from Zeta, he started taking hiding the matzah much more seriously. So I've two instances so also part of it for those who don't know is like you have to eat the matzah that's found which is unfortunate but that's considered the dessert and then mom brings out brownies.
0: Mm, yummy mom, yum yummy
2: mom brings out brownies we're all good i've never found <laughs> said afikomen matzah piece but there were two times that we literally could not eat it so technically we couldn't finish the seder but those were because once my dad hid it in his humidor so <laughs> it had the wonderful aroma and flavor of the cigar so that was a no no one ate that one and then it must have been the following year I still lived in Winnipeg I guess because I was there and so Tracy and co came in and so we had-
0: yeah my kids were little right like they're pretty little so we
2: actually had kids to look for the Effie Cummins so dad was so excited because like Obviously we'd stopped looking. So this was a big deal. He had kids to hide it for. And he's, you know, he's playing hot and cold with them and they're running around the house. And finally they're like, this is impossible. It does not exist. How are you lost? And he's like, I didn't lose it. Let's walk around the house together. And he's like feeling really good about himself because he did such a good hiding job. Sorry. I'm sniffing a lot. I'm really, really, really loud. So he, takes the kids to the laundry room or like the mud room where the laundry is. And he's like, you guys are getting warmer. You're getting warmer. And the kids open up the dryer and they go, there's nothing here. And they slam the door shut. And dad goes, wait, what? So he goes, apparently he threw it in, but he had thrown it in with laundry. And Gloria, our cleaning lady, was there to help with the Seder. And she decided to like kill time by folding laundry. So she found the matzah, threw it out, folded up the laundry
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so that was not no and then the uh, and then i've just remembered also that last year at our seder here um jeff was in charge of hiding the matzah and so we don't have like young young kids but there was eight of them in the house like most of them teenagers and two younger ones like but they were like 10 or 11. It's like, we're not talking like little kids. And so all eight of them, like a horde start running through the house. And the only thing that Jeff said was that it wasn't upstairs. So it could have been on the main floor in the basement. And they spend like, they're running like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. They're solid and like nobody can find it. And now they, ever, all the teenagers start coming upstairs. Now they're starting, they're yelling, they're swearing at Jeff, like this is ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm the best hider there is. You guys can't find it. And you think you're so great. Meantime, he actually had to, I think he actually had to find it too. He had hidden it between the TV and the wall. <laughs> Where the TV is perched on the wall, like hidden, and it was like, who's supposed to find that? It's supposed to be sort of like a game, but sort of you have to be able to find it. And by the time everybody found it, we were like, all right, we're done. Can we go home? We're ready. We're done. Everyone else finished dessert, so we needed to tell them to like tone it down a little bit. Although this year, there'll be nobody to hide it for, so whatever. And the other thing we need should mention to people who don't know is that the kids will never stop looking for it because you also get paid for it. Oh yeah. So when you find it, like depending on whose house you're in also, maybe you get five bucks, maybe you get 10 bucks, maybe you get 20 bucks. I don't know what you get, but whatever it is, the kids are never not going to find it Mm because they want their payout. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing they want to, they want to cash out at the end of the night. Also
1: mentioned. So two things. One is like, again, for people like matzah, like this holiday goes on for eight days. So, and we can't, so the matzah is like, if, just for people who don't know, like most people know what matzah is, but basically it's a cracker that doesn't even taste that good. And um, it's instead of bread. So we can't eat anything that's leavened, anything that's wheat, anything like, and, but we have degrees of following this this like r- rule. So if you're like super, super, super observant, you won't have anything that's aged. You won't have vinegar. You won't have blah, 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 ketchup. Not that I eat ketchup, but, like anything that's aged or has gone through the aging process, you can not have. So for like eight days, you can't have anything
0: anything Anything. you can't have anything you actually starve for eight days that's That's what
1: you have vegetables you have fruit you have like protein the way you normally would actually actually like a lot of keto people would be totally fine on Passover
0: but true as a kid I just as a kid I remember starving I think I was starving for eight days as a kid now as an adult I realize it's not as bad of course breakfast is usually harder especially for the kids but like I just remember thinking eight days, like, no, death, death. Oh, I'll tell you something else about eating at Pesach. Well, after and you also, like,
1: because, because you're probably like a toast person or like a bread person, yeah, like it's harder or like whatever. But anyway, or a granola person, whatever, like you can't have those things, although you just make granola for Passover. But we were going to say, I did. Wait, You can go back to this in a second. We were, were going to say the whole, Tracy said the reason we can't even hide the, Hide it this year is obviously because we're doing a virtual. We're everyone's in their own home, which leads us to the fact that we're having a virtual theater <laughs> and, um, and how that. Yeah. Gonna go. We just, it's such a question mark. We're just yeah. not really like I haven't been. The
0: no.
2: Well. It is- it's going to be fine. If anyone, you know, oh, it's going to be too late, but I'm literally hosting a zoom meeting for the synagogue that I work for explaining how to have a virtual Seder this year. I did my best. I sent an email. They were pretty pictures. It was, I felt it was very clear what to do. And you know, you can put this in contrast to another email I received. It was just, it was a lot of text and it was very serious. And, and it was like pointing up the bubbies who were going to fail. Like, I'm looking, yeah. So this I felt was very kind, very old person friendly, but the amount
0: of questions I got, I'm yeah. oh no. It's not just the questions. It's not just the questions that you have gotten. Mm -hmm. It's what's going to happen when we all dial in at 6 or 6.30 or 5.30 or 3.30, whatever time zone we're in and whatever we're doing, it's going to be everybody just right now, picture what your Zoom is going to look like and it's going to be like this. Hello? 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 Am I on? Is my mic working? Is my microphone? I can't hear you. Can you see me? Hello? We are going to see my That's what's
2: gonna happen. eyeballs. My dad, every day, every day he FaceTimes with Joey. And every day he goes, well, Joey doesn't even know what I look like. And I'm like, you're holding the phone right. He And he holds, can see Joey, but Joey, what Zeta Howie's eyeball looks like.
0: And that what- You're right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we're gonna see. So I, you know, we we encourage anybody who is listening to us if they wanted to um comment in our comment section after they listen, if that's what their Zoom um Seder look sounded like and looked like we'd be interested to know because we do think that's what's gonna be happening um worldwide. As a matter of fact, we think that's what's gonna be happening with Zoom seders. Um I, hold on. I just wanted to go back to one thing about um, eating forbidden food on Pesach. It reminded me. Um, so as I mentioned before, we all went to um, Hebrew day school. And so we didn't have March break or spring break. We always had Passover, Pesach break. So you're off school for the eight days. So you obviously don't have bread while you're at school. And, um, so this one year I was probably 10 ish or so. And one day of a off and I went for a bike ride with my girlfriend, Carrie and my girlfriend, Kim, my two best friends, um, Kim Shane, my two best friends at the time. And we, and we went to, um, we had like, there was a seven 11 right near our house. And then right near there, there was a little place, I think it was called Maple's pizza, but I can't remember. And, We had, we went in there and we decided we were going to get a snack. We're like, oh, we can't have pizza and we can't have this. We'll have an ice cream. No problem. So we have the ice cream and we have the cone. (laughs) And we don't think anything of it until we're done the cone. And then somebody was like, oh my God, we just ate the cone. Like we're in so much trouble. Like don't say anything. No, don't tell anybody. We're all freaking out. And as we start riding our bikes home, we ride, we're riding down a path. Like to get home and a big, huge dog comes out of nowhere and scares the hell out of us. And just for those of you who don't know, I hate dogs on a good day. So this was not even a good day. I don't like dogs that are really, no offense, Ellie, you know that. But I, yes, yes, Ellie's dog and I have an understanding. And, um, but dogs that are not on a leash and dogs that are large are definitely not my friends. And this dog came in and over and chased us and we rode our bike so fast till we got home and all three of us at that point had made a pact to say, um, clearly that was God punishing us (laughs) for having the cone. If we ever break Pesach again, like we might die because God literally sent the dog to punish us as we were finishing the ice cream cone. And let's just say it was well into my, you know, very older adult years till I ever thought about possibly breaking um, Pesach and having something forbidden Like at that point because I was scarred from being a 10-year-old well, and a dog. Well, poor
2: my little sister. Any holiday where there's any kind of food restriction, somehow like four hours in, you completely forgets. So this isn't, I don't think, this probably happens. Yeah, it happens with Passover. Like she came to town when you're, she was on the way to Peru, she had an extended layover here and, and the seders with me. And like, it, it's it's day three of Passover. She's at the airport and she's like, I'm having a delicious sandwich. I'm like, well, you're out. You're That's done. But every year on Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is another holiday where you literally can't eat. Like you're fasting. You cannot eat. This is the most serious holiday. And the night sort before the full day of fasting you go to synagogue so I remember one here, we went whatever we're all ready. like mm, I'm a little peckish because you know it's around like 10 o'clock when you're like you know it'd be great right now like a chip like just like a little tasty snap and we get into the house and Shira's got her cup of tea she's got toast and like a banana she was pu- pulling a full Bubby Polly well like, Shira what do you guys do <laughs> just never like, buddy. Mm, no, I think she did this like three years in a row. She was just like channeling Bubby Polly.
0: With, with, the, tea, <laughs> with the, tea. the tea, but then, the tea has milk, milk in
2: it. it. Absolutely, it's more milk than tea. Right. Yeah, Shira Shira <laughs> loves the holidays. I think she's she's been voluntold that she's hosting the Seder this year. Um, don't tell Howie, but. She loves the holiday. She just forgets when they are literally in progress. But she's probably not- oh, that like big dog, so it's fine. She
1: is, she is hosting it, go. she said, because when we were chatting the other day and I was like, well, I don't know about this virtual Seder, even though I think it's amazing, Ellie, that you coordinated and did the whole thing. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to, what I'm going to do there. And she was like, well, I'm hosting it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's like, she just feels excited to host it. So that should be fun.
2: It's going to be good. And she's going to, that means she's going to be leading the song where we all sing just so horrifically off key. So I'm excited
0: oh, to do Oh, of course. When we, when we, um, oh, repeat. The yeah, repeat. that one. It's gonna sound so yeah. Yep. Yeah. We all know it. Um, we also, though, for those, um, um, who are listening we also do um a song book usually that is extra songs that have over the years you know whatever you can get them online which we never used to have them when we were kids but you can get now songs you know passover songs done to other tunes so instead of take me out to the ball game it's take me out to the Seder" and buy me some matzah and i don't remember the words off the top of my head because my actually my song books are out of my cupboard and they are sitting on my dining room table getting ready um Ellie has also emailed the songbook to the rest of the family members so everybody can print them off and have a copy of those things. So we like those songs. My personal favorite is the one that is the, to the tune of YMCA and it says, <laughs> Moses, let yourself free. I <laughs> said Moses. <Your> favorite <laughs> one. What's the one that they like, did
2: with the boys?
0: Rolling, rolling. At the <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. To the tune of um, Proud Mary. Yeah, that's a, a good one too. To it. Um, there's a couple, there's one that goes to all that jazz. There's one that goes to Les Mis. Um, my niece happens to be like a Broadway um, musical. Like she's crazy for Broadway musical. So we bring those ones out. She's all in. She starts singing Maria and she starts singing Les Mis. So everybody has like their own little um, thing. So I don't know if other people do that or the it's just The unfortunate thing is, I, no, I,
2: don't I mean, with your niece, as an exception because we like found out last year that she's a a great singer our if you didn't just hear Tracy and me singing cannot sing and it always every song ends with us all sort of petering out because we don't remember the tune or it's so painful to our own ears we're like well
0: mm, that's done (laughs) we just have to to call it yeah but the best part too is that it um at my or So like we mentioned before, there's usually two and, you know, for those who are married and who usually, you know, it's sort of like one side of the family is one night and another side is another Mm -hmm. night. And so the night that we do it with my in-laws, um, there's, there's not always a lot of people, maybe 10, 12 people. And, um, and, um, Um, And so what happens, though, is, again, you heard my singing voice, which is outstanding. Um, My children have even better voices than I do. But we typically are the only ones at that Seder who speak, read or can sing Hebrew. So on top of us being just outstanding singers on a good day, we are the only ones then also singing. And everyone just watches us. and We're like, wow, this is not good it's not good. So at least when we do Les Mis and we do all that jazz and my niece Mia sings and she then leads the troops because at least, you know, those ones are in English and she does have a phenomenal voice. Um, so those ones sort of get a little bit more, we get, we get a little bit more action on those ones, but the Hebrew ones are a little, little I'm always expected to sing with
2: my in-laws because my mother-in-law is the only one who sings. And again, like we're not, um, we're just not strong singers on the Blatt side either is how I'll put that. No. <laughs> I just remember like last year, I, I was a misery last year. Like I just need to like, I have self-awareness. I get that. I was a miserable giant ball of a pregnant woman. I was not comfortable. I hadn't slept in weeks. Like I think I had insomnia by that point. And I was absolutely miserable. And I said like, this is my last Seder without a child. I just want to like sit with the adult. I get that. I can't drink my wine. All I want to do. And I just remember being so miserable because somehow, even though I didn't have a child yet, I still managed to get someone's child's pee on me. No. And I just, <laughs> I walked out of the washroom. It was, I mean, like it's a, such a, such a sweet little boy, but he just, his aim was poor. And I was, you know, Running to the bathroom because I was a million months pregnant. And it's very hard to get my romper down. And when I stood up and pulled the romper back up and it was soaking wet, I walked out of the bathroom and everyone looked at me because, like, I walked out of the washroom looking like I was about to cry. And they're all like, oh, my God, Ellie, are you okay? And I'm like. <sighs> Someone peed on the ground. I am now covered in said pee. You'll excuse me. I'm going to go upstairs and cry. So That was the last Seder that I attended. I was in absolute misery and I was miserable. So I am trying my best despite the virtualness of our Seder to keep the mood up. And I will sing all these ridiculous songs. And I will, and I will mute the people that need to be muted because God damn it. I am having a Seder this year and Joey will be wearing his bow tie I don't care what hey, talking. that
1: reminds me. Just um, on that note, really quickly, because you're whoever's leading it, like because there's the ability to mute, it could be like so that not, not everyone's always talking, because otherwise, like it'll be literally be impossible to like it'll be impossible and just like like a racket. Like the, Shira can just have everybody muted, it, and when you have like when there's songs, you unmute people, or when someone has something to say, then it might be like the most uh, like organized, well run. It's
2: gonna be the same thing we've ever had. Right. I'm in charge of the mute button. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Like, (laughs) there's gonna
2: be nobody running around trying to, like, like, there's like, mom isn't gonna be running around trying to make sure, like, the food is coming out of the oven. And, like, there's, you know, if you wanna nosh, nosh, like, no one's gonna know. If you don't wanna wear pants, that's fine. Mm zoom has made us all into the mullets of people like we're all business on top and party on the bottom right i'm i'm not wearing pants right now there you go (laughs) for context we're all video chatting at the same time as recording this podcast (laughs) so like this dinner might be the most chill we've ever had
0: Mm -hmm. i'm excited entirely entirely possible Um, um okay so um on that note um for those who are celebrating this week uh we all wish you the very best and the happiest of passover meals in whatever form you're doing it in in whatever virtual realm is going on we hope that everybody's internet is high and working and um, that everybody has fun and sings their songs and has their family um, traditions from our uh, prairie family to you we wish you the happiest of holidays and um, we will be back uh, sometime very soon with another edition of our wonderful stories. So that wraps up episode five of Hookers and Horses, Stories of a Prairie Family. Tune into episode six next week and be sure to text in any comments or questions or your wish to be a guest. For Hookers and Horses, stay healthy, stay safe, stay home. Peace out.